Hello, hello, beautiful souls. This is Natasha Lynn Lendorf, and this is Live Life by Design, helping you thrive and live an abundant life regardless of your health, wealth, or circumstances. In our first episode, we talked about me, my illnesses, my talents, and the unique path that opened the way I can help serve and hopefully bring you value. My mission is to empower as many people as I can. I want people to thrive whether they have chronic disease, have experienced trauma or abuse, a lack of education, regardless of your money or debt that you may have, and to help change the trajectory of your course. If we open our minds, beliefs, and eyes, there's a way to live life the way we want to by designing it. We need to build it, envision it, and follow it. Do me a favor, screenshot this episode and tag me in it at Natasha Lynn Lendorf and at Live Life by Design. That's Live Life X Design, all one word, so I can shout you out. I also have it listed in the show notes. If you'd like to see my videos live, you can follow the links to my Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel. I'm a creative and a problem solver. First of all, my background is industrial design. I'm an entrepreneur. I run a successful design and coaching business, and I work within the health and wellness space. Previously at my corporate job, I actually did a lot of medical device design, and now I still bring that forward, but I love challenges and problem solving. But I'm also a major advocate for chronic disease and illness. I am living with multiple autoimmune and neuromuscular diseases. It took me years to get a diagnosis, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars going to specialists and doctor to doctor and trying out different things to find out what works. And so I want to help people with that background when I started biohacking my body because I expect so much out of my body and my health and myself. And I know that those of you that are also living with chronic disease or chronic illness might be able to get value from it. I will be doing a giveaway for the first 10 episodes of my podcast, and I will try to get them to you much sooner. As you can imagine, living with chronic disease, let alone diseases, and also recovering from surgery as well as a car accident, you never know what the day is going to be like. So this podcast was actually recorded previously and meant for distribution immediately. However, I was not feeling up to it and I was quite under the weather in order to get it out. So I am shooting to get a podcast out each week, but I do appreciate all of your support and your understanding during each of these episode breaks as I try to come up and deliver you with more valuable information. Hello, 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 beautiful souls. I am so excited to come to you with today's podcast. I am going to cover a topic that is something that everybody needs to do every single day. It's the number one thing that you forget to plan for. And I'm so excited to share these tips and tricks and how to make that happen. If you love this episode, Sharing is Caring, please go ahead and share this out with the world. Make sure that people are hearing this. And I'm sure that there are people around you that need to hear this. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're here for a reason. And this is a message that you need to hear. I'm sure that there are other people that need to hear it just as well. I hope that you love it. I hope that you find some value in it that you can implement. And I'd love to hear your comments. So please go ahead and reach out to me. 
tag me on Instagram or Facebook, find me. My links are in the show notes. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. This is Natasha Lynn Lendorf, and this is Live Life by Design. I am super excited to be on with you on Instagram and on Facebook, and we're going to talk about the number one thing that you forget to plan for each and every day. Now, I am in Milwaukee. You notice I'm in long clothing, not only because my husband and I fight over the thermostat, but because I also decided to start our 60-hour review much earlier just because I felt up to it and I felt willing to take on the challenge a day early. So the reboot, if you don't know what it is, it's supported fast and it's part of the 14 day challenge that is going on right now. We're on day seven of this challenge for the month. Um, It's actually our 10th month doing this challenge and for me coaching this challenge. And this live is actually going to be based off of one of the mindset posts that I dropped in there because it is very important. And I think with it being a Sunday that a lot of you could actually use this information. So let me know if you love this information. And if you find any value from it, go ahead and share it out. So we're going to talk about the number one thing that you forget to plan for each and every day. Happiness. We forget to plan for our own happiness every day. A lot of people ask me, you know, with all of my autoimmune diseases and neuromuscular diseases, how I'm such a happy and positive person all the time, which is not, I mean, I could never say that it's 100% of the time, but I would say it's a good 90, if not more percent of the time that I'm actually a very happy, positive, and I would say, you know, just overflowing with, uh, um, This is like the 10th video I've done today, so my brain is a little fried. Um, uh, what's the word? It'll come to me. But anyways, bear with me with my words with Tasha and communication. Obviously, tech problems too. The thing that we forget to do is plan for happiness. We either think that we have happiness or we don't. And that's a misconception. That is a clear misconception because it's a habit. You have to actually make time to plan for it and train for it. It's something that you need to develop into your daily routine. That's why I made it such an important part of being our mindfulness activity and mindset activity for this 14-day challenge. Between work, life, kids, relationships, and responsibilities, we forget about ourselves and we put other people above ourselves. Take this quote into consideration. Gold, natural gas, and your attention They're all scarce resources. Allocate wisely so you can max out time for pleasure. So gold, natural gas, and your attention are all scarce resources. Scarce (laughs) resources. This is what I did at my wedding. Can you believe it or not? Allocate wisely so you can max time for pleasure. So you can max out your time for pleasure. So again, like I said, many people think that you either have happiness or that you don't. They don't believe that you can actually control it, but you can. You can control it just like your health. And that's one of the things that I do as an optimist. That's the word that I was looking for earlier. So definitely an optimist. You can control happiness in your life. And I've got some tips and tricks that I'm going to shout out at you. And you can kind of pinpoint off of those tips um, 
you have to control happiness. And I recently came into contact with a few people from overseas. One of them had myasthenia gravis and another had been diagnosed, diagnosed with lupus and her lupus was very mild. And she was very scared, you know, because you look on WebMD, of course, and you start searching what could happen, you know, with all of these different diseases and illnesses. And it's just this list of all of everything that could possibly happen and you get overloaded. It's like looking into a keyhole. That's that's not going to help you because that's going to change your attitude. That turns you more into a pessimist um, rather than opportunist or an optimist because you're so concerned about what is going to happen during the meantime. But we can't, we have to plan ahead, but we don't know where we're going to go, but we can set our intentions on being good. So for me, for example, I had this horrific car accident, you know, with a construction truck hitting me last year, um, which resulted in a three-level cervical fusion. So I have that going on on top of the autoimmune and neuromuscular disease part of it. And then a traumatic brain injury, of course, because of it, which is why Words with Tasha has become a commonplace. But now I'm facing, you know, complications from the fusion and the accident that are going to require me to have further surgery because I'm having difficulty with my hands. So if you've noticed, I've been posting less. I've been doing more voice messages. I've been misspelling things a lot. I've been not showing up on lives and doing a lot of videos. That's the reason because I can't always show up in the best way possible in order for me to communicate because of the traumatic brain injury, but also because of the injury that I'm going through. A lot of people look at me and they're thinking, geez, you have all of this going on and I only have one thing and I should, here I am like horrified and worried and concerned, but you know, you look at others and you realize that you don't have it as bad as they do. Well, that's not true. It's just that I choose to look at it, that it's going, you know, that there's a plan in place. I have hope. I have faith. I have faith in the universe. You know, I know that this is meant to happen in my life. This was happening for me, not to me. One of the ways that I can relate it to a lot of you is that the fact that I believe it gives me a message to actually share and reach out to a lot of people that have become silent because of their illnesses or because of their shame that they might be hiding behind because of, you know, whether it's self-confidence or um, maybe it is health-related or well related or perhaps even relationship related but I've been able to give a voice to that and I've been able to speak out and help a lot of people because of it and I choose to do that that's really what live life by design is all about is about serving other people and trying to help them through their life's challenges because nobody's challenges are are worse than another's that's not the thing, you know, to go around comparing to so you can't compare yourself to other people so if you want to be happy the number one thing would be to stop comparing yourself to other people. The only time that you should be comparing yourself to anybody is if you're looking to grow yourself and you're comparing yourself in order to personally develop yourself. And so there is benefits to comparison, but it's in a different light. It's obviously in more of an optimistic uh, a light for self-development. That's, that's the biggest thing is that we're playing the comparison game, especially today with social media and a lot of people still locked down. 
staying indoors rather than, you know, going out and being social, we've become a little bit less resilient to what we hear and what we say. But if you think about it, it's never been any different. You know, it was just spread through a different message. It was keeping up with the Joneses, the people in your neighborhood back in the 50s versus today it's social media and there's thousands and hundreds and millions of people that you can compare yourself to that you easily have access to. But look at the benefit of that. You know, I have access to helping people and speaking and learning from people overseas. So there is definitely a benefit to that as well. And that's been significant. So stop comparing yourself unless you're looking to personally develop yourself. So make happiness your goal is gonna be my number two. You have to make your happiness a goal. And I need to say this because a lot of people don't give themselves permission to do so, but you have to prioritize yourself because you can't be somebody that's trying to pour a full glass of milk out of an empty cup. You can't help other people like your children or your husbands or your wives or your spouses or your partners without having your own cup full. So you do have to prioritize yourself and you don't have to cut happiness out of that prioritization either. Number three, define what makes you happy. What makes you happy? What makes you joyful? Is it, if you're, if you're running into things where it makes you frustrated that you have to do every single day, like say doing dishes, is it really that big of a deal to get somebody, somebody's help? Or can you have somebody come in to do your dishes for you if it's that miserable of a task for you? Or even your laundry, can you have a laundry service do it for you? You can find a lot of these very inexpensively and you have to think about your time cost versus somebody else's time cost. I think about my rate per hour versus what other people would be charging. And my rate is always going to be much higher than anybody else's time because my time is precious. So, you know, you have to make yourself a priority and you also have to define what makes you happy. Define what makes you happy and define what does not make you happy. Try to find solutions to what doesn't make you happy so you have more time to find things that make you happy. For me, it's being creative and also gardening I love. So you've seen some of those posts. I also love, my husband and I love movies and laughing together. So we watch a lot of comedies, but we also just love, you know, talking about things like this and having a conversation and being around a community of people that support us and what it brings to our life. Another tip, just based off of that fact, if you are a part of groups that you go into on Facebook or on Instagram and you start seeing yourself comparing yourself to them or it really makes you cringe and unhappy, there's no harm in deleting that group or uninviting yourself, unliking that page, doing any of that. That is going to save you so much time. You don't need that energy in your life. Number four, after you define what makes you happy, prioritize it. Of course, that makes sense, right? So every day we have this task, you know, we run through all of our tasks, our errands, our shopping lists, everything that we need to complete in a day. First thing in the morning that literally runs through your mind, especially if you're a wife or a husband that has kids or anybody that has kids. I don't know why I said wife and husband. That's not the words I was looking for, but you need to prioritize happiness as well. So planning things out afar will make you happy. And, you know, implementing small things, even if it's just a simple note, 
Maybe, you know, set a reminder with a simple love note to yourself to find throughout the day. That would be a huge thing. Or one of the things that people do for New Year's is write a bunch of different positive quotes or notes, reminders, and, and put them in a jar. You could do the opposite. Put a bunch of stuff in the jar and pull out one each day like a fortune cookie that reminds you to be happy and puts you on point. Uh, number five, savor the small things. So as we age and as time goes on, we realize how precious our time is. Going back to talking about our time, we realize how precious our time is and we start to savor smaller things like friendships that have continued or connections and networks that we've developed or even just outside of career goals, your family life, being able to spend time with your family, having a Saturday where you don't have to do any errands or chores and being able to just literally be mindful and be present with your family. That's a huge one. And so savor the small things. Number six, ration your time. You have to ration your time. And this is one of, I will tell you, this is one thing that I struggle with because there are so many things that I want to do and that I can do. And I have my limitations now and I'm going to have my limitations very soon. And it, it's, it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's been difficult thinking that I'm not going to be able to move my neck around even as much as I am right now. I'm going to literally be locked in place and I, you're going to laugh your butt off at this. But uh, I have this idea that after I have my full cervical spine fusion that I'm going to be walking around like Arnold Schwarzenegger with like a bodybuilder neck that I can't move. And so I'm so afraid about that because I love dancing and I can't do it right now because I'm too unstable to dance and I'll, I'll be fused, you know, by the time that I can dance, but my neck's not going to move. So what am I going to look like? So, you know, you know, rationing my time has been like one of the things that has come to my mind recently. And I've just been trying to accomplish all of the things that I want to do before my life changes. And I have to realize just like many of you that things happen in our life and we have to accept them. Number seven, think happy thoughts. And I know that sounds silly, but if you're in a bad mood, there's no shame in going to looking at puppies on Instagram or looking at cats on Instagram, doing whatever that makes you happy or talking to a friend. Even a forced smile can spark a change in your brain to make you feel happier and it starts to set off those hormones and endorphins and that happy, cheery vibe. That makes a difference. Listening to music, that's why listening to music can actually influence our mindset. Think happy thoughts. Number eight, buy some happy. So don't underestimate the small things in life, the life experiences even. So I'm not saying you have to go out and spend a bunch of money on this extravagant organized event. It doesn't have to be a cruise. It doesn't have to be that you go out and buy a full new wardrobe. It doesn't have to be that you send yourself to Cabo or wherever you want to go. But you know, plan for future events because planning for future events and life experiences do make a huge impact. And even that anticipation makes an impact on, on your outlook in life. Who doesn't get like senioritis or like vacationitis when you have something that you've planned ahead and have to look forward to? If you've actually seen many happy people, you'll notice that they have things planned in their life ahead of time because they know that they want those experiences and that way they're planning themselves. They're, they're setting themselves up for success and it also makes them happy in the meantime. 
Number nine would be play around in love. So in your relationships, change things up. If you haven't spoken to a friend in a while, give them a call randomly and see how they're doing. Even if you haven't talked to them for years, especially if there's someone that you really miss and had been disconnected with. And also in your uh, personal relationships with your spouse or your partner or your boyfriend, girlfriend, you can mix things up in the love world, try different things. Number 10, prepare backup plans. So just like me, I always prepare black, told you it's gonna be words of Tasha Day. Might as well shake these shoulders while I can, right? So prepare backup plans. Man, I'm gonna keep doing this. It's gonna get worse. At least I'm speaking better than I did at my wedding because all of the words were reversed and then I started crying and I laughing at the same time. And I was crying because I was laughing so hard and I couldn't stop. My, my husband wasn't too attuned with it, but my family knows that I have that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a nervous laugh cry and so I tend to do that. So prepare backup plans I was talking about before my mind dragged, dragged off. I always try to think of alternate scenarios and alternate solutions. So I am a product designer and that's all about problem solving. I think of myself like a, um, a PI, a data analyst, a problem solver, kind of like a, an inventor actually. I am an inventor actually, but you know, I try to come up with solutions for anything that happens in my life at that moment. And I try to go through all of them. So my husband's not very good at this. He suffers from bipolar and also anxiety. So he doesn't handle stress very well and he doesn't have the coping mechanisms I do. So I help work him, you know, work him through the steps of what we could do in, in case and alternates and things like that. That's been beneficial to have some backup plans. So if there's something that's going on that you're worried about say like you know returning a computer or them not accepting the computer and then taking it to a different store so they accept the return backup plan <laughs> 11 find purpose and pleasure obviously me sharing this information with you is my huge honor and pleasure and it is part of my purpose as well I always laugh because I thought I was brought onto this earth to actually do medical device design. Originally, I wanted to be an automotive designer because I just loved cars, but then my in as I developed and matured, I realized that I could make such an impact in the world by working on medical products. So I went into more of the medical product design and product device management. and. That was my dream job. But as my health kind of changed and I was getting surgery by the equipment that I've worked on, I started to realize that I had a bigger purpose in play here, that I had more knowledge and more expertise to help other people go through difficult times and also just coach them a little bit, nudge them and be there to support them. And that is my purpose and pleasure. But you need a mix of joy and sense of meaning. You need that joy and sense of meaning in your life. Life to be happy. So I would say that's that's a huge tip on my chart. Number 12, think less me time and more we time. And that responds to social relationships. So a lot of people that tend to be introverted or extroverted, a lot of people would think that I do have a little bit of an introvert quality to myself, but I am more of an extrovert myself. 
But my husband, he thinks he's more of an extrovert, but he's actually kind of a mix. He's more of an introvert. He doesn't, um, he'll go into a situation and then find himself being an extrovert, but it takes a lot of energy out of him. And that happens for a lot of people, especially people that are speaking to a lot of people at the same time or in a large group of people. But your social interactions, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a small group of people or a large community, can actually impact your happiness. They actually say that successful people that are happy tend to have a big network and a big large pool of connections. It doesn't matter whether they're acquaintances or friends or best buddies or anything like that. It just depends that you have them. Number 13 would be go off the grid. Sometimes leaving the phone behind. I do that quite often. That's why I leave my notifications off actually. I leave my phone on silent. I've got my watch for messages if I need to and for calls, but I keep my notifications off on all of my devices, you know, for Facebook Messenger, things like that. So if somebody needs to get a hold of me, they always know to text me. That is how I go off the grid. And sometimes I just leave all of my technology and devices behind. The same thing could be said for screen times. It's just like with your kids. Why should we monitor our kids' screen time and not our own screen time? And that includes movies, TV shows, things like that. I mean, can you believe that the average American watches four hours of TV or movies every single day? I mean, after COVID, I want to know what the numbers are. I didn't do the research, but I am so curious what the numbers are now because I can imagine that that seriously got impacted that number. But also going off the grid and planning a trip. It doesn't have to be technology related. Go off the grid and plan a trip and go somewhere new. Just by putting yourself in a different location, you can get a little boost of happiness that way. Number 14, be nicer. Just be nice. And not, not only to other people, but be nicer to yourself. I'm gonna start bringing back Trash Talk Thursdays because a lot of people are, are just not as nice to themselves as they, they don't talk to themselves as friends. They talk to themselves as a parent or as a, a guard or somebody that needs to discipline. We need to be nicer to ourselves. That is extremely important, but we also need to treat people with respect and be nicer to other people. I cannot believe the amount of people that don't even smile or say hello when I say hello as I walk by them in the store or anywhere else. Sometimes I'm just sitting at a stoplight and I'll wave because everybody's so focused on what's ahead and where they're going and what's going on in their mind and they forget that there's other people in this world. But just being nice and doing a few good gestures can boost somebody's mood, let alone if you implement something to pay something forward. You know, paying for the groceries for somebody that's behind you or buying somebody a cup of coffee or sending a gift or even just writing out a card that is so rare these days. So just be nicer and that includes yourself. And yes, you can do that for yourself too. Give yourself gifts. You can write yourself notes. You can do all of that for yourself. Number 15, make Sunday future fun day. I love that idea. Every weekend, make plans for your next weekend if you don't already have plans and plan out the full day. You don't have to have the exact moments, but have an idea of say three things that you wanna do the next weekend. And that way you're not just sticking to the mundane, like ordained chores and errands and things like that because a lot of people put all of that off until the weekend. And I can tell you that by just doing one chore or one errand every single day, what relief 
that can bring to your weekends because who doesn't want to spend time with your family, your friends, and doing things that make you happy? Finally, I referred to this at the beginning, but we're gonna go over it again because it, it relates a little bit differently, but it ties in. Dump any plans that were supposed to make you happy, but don't. If you joined a book club and you don't read the book, you pretend to read the book or you listen to the audiobook and you don't like talking about it, you don't have to keep going. You don't have to go to it. You can actually say no. And the thing that you might be hearing more of lately is no is a complete sentence. You can say no to things. I definitely want people to say yes to new things and to going out of their comfort zone and people actually developing themselves and trying new things out. I mean, as long as they're not committing to something that's over committing themselves or trying to overachieve, but you can say no. You can say no to a lot. There should be a lot that you're saying no to and you probably aren't. And I know that that was one of my hardest things to learn throughout my life experience so far was to say no because I am a people pleaser. And it's not only that, it's because I wanna do everything. Even back in high school, my husband laughs at me because I did track, cross country, cheerleading, danced six days a week and taught and also did, I wanted to be in soccer, I wanted to be in volleyball, and I wanted to be in diving, but I couldn't do all those sports all at once. So I actually didn't even practice with a cross country team. I would go out and right after school, I would do my own run for cross country. Then I'd go to cheerleading practice, then I'd go to dance, and then I'd stay there and I'd get home at like 10 o'clock at night. I have no idea how I made it through high school, to be honest. Like I loved high school, but I, you know, I loved all of the activities. The activities were my life and thank God that I did them then because things change. You know, I didn't do any homework, but I definitely loved by the end, by the end of high school, I will say that I was okay if I got grounded or was forced to stay home for like a day because yeah, I needed some time. Like I needed to be withheld. Like people needed to tell me not to burn my candle at both ends because I definitely was. Say no to more. And I think that's really it. You know, happy happiness isn't going to show up like a pizza delivery. It's not going to show up on your doorstep. You have to work at it and you have to build habits and working on it in order for it to come to fruition. So don't expect it to just show up the next day, but you can start implementing small steps like, you know, smiling or being nicer to people or, you know, just saying hello to somebody and changing their day or leaving something on their desk or whatnot. Like once I came to my corporate job and there was a be kind bar on my desk and I never found out who it came from, even though I ran around looking for who, who put it there and I never found out, but it was actually a very nice sweet gesture. You need to take action before that happiness is going to come in. And again, you know, as we age, we, we really realize how fleeting time is. We do. And so we start to, it does start later in life that you start to realize how precious moments are, especially if you have kids, you see the time go fast with them. I don't have kids, but I, I've seen other people's kids grow up and it's just incredible to see how fast they grow up. And you realize that you also need to take advantage of um, how much time that you have, which is one of the reasons why I don't work a corporate job anymore because I wanted to live life by my design. I didn't want to live life by somebody else's design and it wasn't bringing me um, as much joy. So things change. So just implementing these small steps each and every day, just considering them, thinking about them, 
and keeping it on point and being mindful is actually going to relish you. You're going to relish in happiness. I promise you. So again, if you want that full list, you can find it in the show notes. If you found any value in this, go ahead and share it out. I know it was kind of a hot mess, but bear with me. I'm a couple of videos in already from speaking and recording today, but I do appreciate each and every one of you. And I am so grateful that you took the time to listen and I hope that you took some value away from it. If you have a friend that's going through a difficult time or could use a little bit more happiness, go ahead and feel free to take them in it or send it to them a messenger. And if anybody needs anything, I'm always open to messages. I never cut anybody out. I am very open to speaking to whoever needs my help and just, you know, communicating and building up that community. So again, if you don't have a community, then I will make sure that we get you engaged with people that are supporting you and cheering you on. So I love you all and I hope that you have a great night. Have an amazing night and live life by design. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you were able to take away a couple of nuggets from today's podcast. I do have those notes listed that we talked about, those action items listed in the episode notes that you can find and make sure that you go through it. And I'd love to hear what your takeaways were. And again, if you can go ahead and screenshot this so I can shout you out. I will be doing a giveaway for the first 10 episodes of my podcast, and I will try to get them to you much sooner. Take a screenshot, tag me and follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me at the links below. I am also on TikTok, and I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or want to reach out and just need some support, go ahead and email me. I have my email listed in below the comments underneath each of the show notes. If you are looking to leave your 9-5, go ahead and download the free Fire Your 9-5 blueprint, and I have that link listed in the show notes. And again, if you go ahead and leave me a rating to help me, as this is my first podcast and I'm very new to this, I would love to get more value out to people. Let's create something big together.